Hello everyone, my name is Fatima and you are listening to my podcast, A Lifetime of Talk. Today I'm going to be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and I'll be giving you a little bit of insight on what I in particular would like to see change in general and within people. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say that they'd like to better themselves in being an ally, be more, be a better ally in the future and they want to be as informed as they can possibly be, which is why I am doing this episode because I want to help where I can and I'm hoping that this can give people a little bit of insight, a little bit of info on just what they can do and what it means to be an ally and yeah, so let's get into that. As a lot of you know, the Black Lives Matter movement has been pushed out a lot recently, all because of a a series of very tragic events that occurred during March in particular, but even before then, March was a very hard time for a lot of people, for a lot of black people. There was an uproar and an uprising of people who came in to support this movement and to, to show up in any way that they could with protests, with social media presence, with anything and everything that could be done at this time. I wanted to talk about allyship because I've gotten a lot of questions about how to show up and how to be there. On my social media, I've been very active and tried my best to give as much information as I can on the things that are going on, the things that are being spoken about not only the Black Lives Matter movement, that can also be other things as well, but with the Black Lives Matter movement, I try to be very vocal because I know that a lot of people just don't fully comprehend or understand what the Black Lives Matter movement is here for and what it means to say Black Lives Matter. Also, while putting out as much information as possible, I've also been trying to make that information be as useful as possible as well. A few weeks into me posting, or maybe it was even a few days, and I really can't remember, it was back in March, I had written a piece. (laughs) I'd written a piece that made it sound so like fancy note but I'd written like a a little note thing and I basically said within that note thing that I would not be accepting or I would not be how to say it I would not be interacting as much with people who are not posting about the Black Lives Matter movement the people that are not posting I will not be interacting with we will not be friends like you think we are because this this movement matters so much to me I don't want to be friends with people who will not be open and vocal loud about the fact that they are an ally I'd said that I would not be helping people who ask for help with like homework and things if they are simply being quiet during this time and I think that that came from a very valid place of hurt because I was seeing so many people not posting about the Black Lives Matter movement. And I had a friend reach out. I love this friend. She really made me see it from a diff- from a like a different perspective. But she basically said to me, she was like, 
hey, totally get that, totally understand this, but there's, you also have to know that like some people might just not know how to start, which is an, uh, which is totally an okay thing. Like some people don't know how to start. Some people don't know what to do. I'm hoping that this episode of this podcast can be sort of helpful for people who might not know how to continuously be an ally. That's what this podcast is here to do. It is here to inform people. It is here to help people. A lot of things are just like from me. I am only one black person. Everyone has their preferences of what they would like and what they are expecting from people. So what I'm expecting might not be what someone else is expecting. So just keep that in mind as well. But I think that there are things just a general must and a general idea of what can be done to be supportive and be there in the best way. In order to make this easy to follow, I'm gonna sort of be working in sections. The first and what I consider to be the most important work that you can do is behind the scenes work. And what that basically entails is reading, listening, and learning as much as possible. When it comes to reading, the best way that I think you can learn as much from that source that you are reading is if you are reading from actual black people who have gone through the experience of what it means to be black. A lot of these books that we see that are talking about how to be anti-racist and a lot of just topics that pertain to, you know, black people or people of color, these are these are things that are written by white people, which that is okay, but I don't think that it it would be the best thing to simply be taking in information from white people. I, I don't think that's as beneficial beneficial as beneficial as if you are reading from actual black authors to sort of fully grasp the scope of what it means to live the black experience. I think there is something to be said about white savior, you know, complexes in book in the books that we read often in school. Like those are the narratives that are pushed to us and they oftentimes do a lot of harm because not not only are we consuming these books, but those are the only books that we're consuming and we're not seeing things from a different perspective, which is why reading books from a black author is just so fundamental in order to try to be a good ally. You don't have to read books if you're, well, I'm not gonna say that. You should probably read books, like actual like books that are published out there. Reading can also be done online. I think there's a lot of great sources online that can be helpful to people. There's a lot of black people that I follow who are giving out as much information as they can about the black experience and how to be a good ally. So I would also definitely say that those are things to look for and to listen for. Speaking of listening, a lot of podcasts out there, not to promote another podcast on my podcast, but there are so many great podcasts out there. There is The Diversity Gap, which is one that I started listening to and I absolutely loved. I think that the way the racial diversity is covered in that podcast is so great and it's done so well. So I would definitely recommend that one. There is also 
a podcast called Momentum. I haven't personally started listening to them yet, but I've heard that they are a great source for help during this time. Such a great thing about this era of social media is that there are so many resources out there. There's a compiled list. There's multiple compiled lists which help. I just quickly opened my Instagram and I'm currently looking at a list right now so that I can name off a few other podcasts as well. Here the diversity gap is mentioned as well. The Momentum 1619 by the New York Times about race, Code Switch by NPR, Intersectionality Matters, hosted by Kimberly Crenshaw. I'll try to put these in the description or where you can find visible writing. I'll put that on there. Or you could go onto my Instagram, my personal Instagram. I've been talking a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement, and I've also been trying to source as as many resources as I can. Also going to try to put these resources on the A Lifetime of Talk Instagram page as well to make this as easy as possible. The Instagram handle is A Lifetime of Talk. I would suggest The Diversity Gap as maybe your first listen, but I mean, that's (laughs) because that's the only one that I listen to so far. Yeah, this list I think is great, so go check those podcasts out if you have the time. Another way that I think is so amazing for grasping what is going on is watching movies or watching series. I've done a lot of this during June, July, even before this year. There are some phenomenal movies that really change the way that you think and really open your eyes to a lot of things that you couldn't you probably didn't see before. One of the movies that I would highly recommend watching is 13th by Ava DuVernay. It is a documentary series about mass incarceration and how that ties in with racism. It's a really great watch, so I would definitely recommend that. There is When They See Us, which is also by Ava DuVernay. This is a four episode series. This series was absolutely phenomenal. It was it was so great. I think that just everything about the series was done so well. It is about five uh, teenage boys, black teenage boys, who were incarcerated for a crime that they did not do. Um, they were teenagers. They were between the ages of like 12 to 16. And so this was um, this was a real story. This is based on five real people who had their lives be changed because they were convicted of something that they didn't do. Looking at this list, a few others are The Hate You Give. Also watch that. That was a great movie as well. Just Mercy, Dear White People. That's a list. That's the list right there. I will also leave those. 13th, by the way, is on YouTube if people don't have Netflix, it is on YouTube. That I think sort of covers the behind the scenes work, is watching, learning, listening to as much as you can, consuming as much information to be as knowledgeable and be as informed as you can possibly be. That is a fantastic way to be an ally and to work on yourself behind the scenes. This next section is going to be on how to be an ally more so publicly. So that is on social media, but also in real life when it comes to being in the workplace, being at school, being amongst your family, all of that. I think that is also 
very important work to be done. Social media, that I feel like there's sort of a balance there because there's some people who don't expect people to post on social media. There's others who do expect that. But I think mostly the showing up at at home, in the workplace, at school, those are important, like in public spaces. Showing up in public spaces is fundamental. It is absolutely important, it is needed, it is necessary. One of the ways to show up in person, in real life, in public, is to call out racist behaviors when you see them. I think that is something that a lot of people are not doing, which is why I've had a very hard time believing people who are claiming to be allies because they are not calling out their friends who are being racist or who are pushing forth microaggressions on black people. It is quite annoying, it is frustrating, it is disturbing to see because there's, there. The, look at the material, look at the material. If you are hanging around a bunch of people who are racist they're like i'm sorry to say if you're hanging around people who are racist and you are not calling out that behavior you have also now become a problem because you are not calling out the behavior where the behavior should be called out that is something that i think is one of my expectations one of the expectations that i'm making very clear right now People say that they're allies, make it seem like they are, but they will never call out their friends for the things that they are doing that are disrespectful and that are microaggressions and that are just simply racist towards whoever it is they are talking about, or even if they're not talking about someone, they will say things that are just not supposed to be coming out of their mouths. That is the, the, main, the main way that you can publicly be an ally is to call out racist behavior where you see it. Another way that is more public, it could be considered behind the scenes in, in some ways, but it is within families, within friends, within all that, is to have open discussions about racism and about anything that pertains to racism. That is a great way to learn from a, a group of people, learn about a group of people, learn where everyone stands, learn how you can educate, how you can be educated. So opening up conversations, especially if you are in a predominantly white space, I would say having conversations about racism, especially if something happens, like if you have a family member who says something that is just, that shouldn't be said, you could open up that conversation and make them realize why what they're saying is not right. It is the, the second way that you can be an ally in public. I think also, I'll add this here as well, that you should be friends with a diverse group of people. Your friends should not all look like you. Your friends should be of different religions, should be of different races, should be of different sexualities. You should be, you should have friends of different groups or just different communities because there is no way that you are going to be fully informed or fully understand the experiences of other people if you are not surrounded by those people, especially if you have the opportunity to be friends with a diverse group of people, then take that opportunity and make the most of it not to say that now you should only seek information from that one diverse friend or that 
or that or those people, but to because to to just have them around because that is there's so much benefit to having diverse people around you because you just learn so much from each other and you bounce off of each other and you learn new things you experience new things and cultures and all of that so I think that it is absolutely needed for non-POC or non whatever it is to integrate themselves in spaces that are more diverse rather than just being around people who all think the same way, who all act the same way, who all look the same. In terms of being an ally on social media, okay, so here's the thing. I completely understand that some people are not very active on their social medias or whatnot, but there are people who are constantly posting as much as humanly possible on their social media, but then when the Black Lives Matter movement sort of you know started to pick up its pace a little bit in terms of like people being very open and vocal they became silent those people who usually post a lot became silent or they post one thing then went back to doing what they wanted to do which it's your social media account you can do whatever you want granted there needs to be there needs to be a form of allyship that is open, that is not hidden. There is hardly an excuse for not wanting to be open about the Black Lives Matter movement online and to not be an ally online. It's hard because one on one hand, like I understand some people might not be open like that online, but on the other hand, it's a movement that requires people to be openly supportive and requires people to do as much as they can possibly do for it to be successful. We've seen so much benefit in people posting and, and reposting and being active online. There have been so many benefits to that, which is why I think that seeing some people not post is, is disappointing because you're expecting them to post, especially if those people claim to be your friend. Being my friend means also accepting the fact that I have a unique set of experiences that you will just never have. And that being my friend also means that you would want to be openly supportive of who I am and what I go through and try to educate as many people as possible. So when people don't post, it almost seems like they just don't care about said thing. I am within those people. That also then therefore means that you don't care about me. Not only that, there is an entire movement. There are, there are people out there who are dying. There are people out there who are suffering. And you don't want to bring light to it. And that seems very disturbing to me. A lot of people have been making the excuse that, you know, I don't have that many followers, so I won't inform that many people. Whatever platform you have, make use of it. It could be 50, it could be 100, it could be 300, 400, 500 followers, and possibly 10, 5, 2 will learn something from what you are posting. 
anyone who can learn from what is being posted, they are a valuable person in pushing the movement forward. Every single person matters. Every single per well, not not in the not not in that I'm not all lives mattering. Let's not let's not do that. You have to think about the fact that a movement is not just a single person. It is not one single person. It is a group of people moving something forward, moving a cause, a hope, a desire forward. So what every single person needs to show up and be there so that they can move that thing that they are hoping to achieve forward. I read this thing where people, where someone said that the, the racists are being very loud. They're being very loud in how they are being racist. They are being very loud. The anti-racists, we need to be louder. So I sort of wanted to go through some of the, the fears that I've had a lot of people make known to me. Uh, I already basically just talked about how people don't feel like their platforms are will be beneficial in moving this forward, but like I just said, everyone is needed. Another concern that people have mentioned is that they don't want to make mistakes and they don't want to be wrong in what they're saying. But here's the thing. If you make a mistake, you will be corrected. I've had, I've seen some people post things that are wrong or that are just not correct or that shouldn't be said and what and, and how they're trying to say it. For example, I saw someone post something with like a wrong hashtag and I said, hey, that is not the correct hashtag. That hashtag is actually used in a way that belittles the Black Lives Matter movement. Maybe you should use a different hashtag. That would be better. And they took that and they apologized and they reposted with the right hashtag. That is a way that we can move forward. We learn from our mistakes. You make your mistake, you apologize, you move forward, you try to do your best as you move forward. That is, that's totally fine. Making mistakes is, shouldn't be a fear of anyone because making mistakes is inevitable. It is something that we will all do in terms of the speaking on the Black Lives Matter movement, speaking on other topics, or just existing. We all make mistakes constantly, but we should all try to do our best as we move forward, and that is, that is all I'd like to see. Another concern that I've seen outside of just social media is people just not knowing what to do. If you're still thinking that, maybe replay the entire episode, because, uh, I feel like all the things that I've talked about prior to this moment right now are those are like the things that those are all that you need to do in my opinion to to be a great ally. I think a lot of people just feel fear of speaking out or I don't know. I I I understand where the fear comes from and I just hope that people will learn from this episode of the podcast or We'll learn from whatever resources that I have given throughout this podcast. I think that's I think that's it for this episode. I don't think, feel like I need to talk about more. If there's anything that you would like me to talk about on this podcast, go on over to my podcast Instagram, which is at a lifetime of talk. You can DM me there, give me feedback, 
give me advice, give me questions, give me topics that you, you might want to hear of. If maybe there is something that pertains to the Black Lives Matter movement that you'd like to hear more of, I would absolutely want to do that as well. I don't know, bro. I think that's, I really think that's it. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye.